You are now listening to Vibes, Moods, and Moves, the podcast for creative minds, real questions, and real conversations. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode, season two, episode two of Vibes, Moods, and Moves, the podcast for creative minds, real questions, and real conversations. With me, Janae Jordan. I almost forgot my own name. Anyway, (laughs) yikes. Uh, So welcome again. It's been a long minute. It's the end of October 2021. I'm acutely aware that it has. It has been a long minute since episode one of season two, the preamble, went up for you guys. And there are a couple of really good reasons for that. And they all have to do with me wanting to deliver you nothing but my best for this show. Uh, period. That's how I function. And um, there were certain things that were beyond my control and other things that were me being type A. It is what it is. But uh, no matter, I'm here and I'm going to get into some stuff with you guys. And for the sake of transparency, you know what, first, let me um, do this again. Hi, y'all, and welcome. Welcome. Thanks for pressing play on this episode whenever you've chosen to press play and via whatever streaming platform you prefer to press play on. So whether you're listening over on Apple Podcasts via iTunes or on Spotify or Amazon Music or right here on the host site, my site, www.JanaeJordan.com. As always, I humbly and sincerely thank you. Thank you, each and every one of you for your plays and your shares and your feedback and all that good stuff. I love you. Um, If you have not done so already and you're into it, please feel free to subscribe to this show on any of the aforementioned platforms. Uh, And if you really, really dig what you hear here, go on ahead and give me some stars. I like shiny things. And rate the show. Okay, so for the sake of transparency, This is what happened. One, when you get to a certain age, you know, certain old injuries and things like that that you used to be able to shake off, you know, effortlessly. I mean, it felt, it seemed effortless at the time. You know, your recovery time was so much quicker, but you used to be able to shake things off, right? Now, when those old injuries get aggravated, they shake you off. Yes, they shake you off of your schedule, your to-do list, and they force you to sit all the way down and gather yourself. You know, I I often give people, like all the time, whenever anybody tells me, oh, I jacked up my knee or sprained my back or my twisted my ankle or whatever it is that they did, or even if they're recovering from something, I'm the first person to say, you know, Don't rush to do anything. Don't rush to, you know, just let your body mend and rest and take it easy. Take it easy. It's so easy to give that advice. It really is. This was a cosmic, universal, this is like the universe reminding me to take my own advice. Because every time I thought, I messed around and kept trying to push it, you know, and think, okay, well, I woke up today and I feel a little bit better than I did yesterday. And, you know, do simple just be simple you know how when you have those simple moments where you're like what what's wrong with me i sure did i decided you know to try and unload cases of water 
from the trunk of the car. And the reality is, all I really had to do was ask for help. But I don't know, I was in my, I was, I was feeling, you know, like, I'm every woman. And I was, I had it. And then I didn't. I mean, the cases made it into the house, you know, but the rest was downhill from there. And don't, don't add to the fact that I have allergies and had messed around and sat outside in the back and got a face full of pollen. And yes, this time of the year that still happens. For those of you who have like wicked hay fever, you know, it can get really janky in early autumn and um, coming in like it's spring. And I, I, ha I don't have them often, but it was, it was whack. And it was like, I, I was already feeling away and I was standing there, came in from outside, went into the kitchen, uh, of course, to make a cup of coffee. And <laughs> I sneezed and I stifled it. Worst thing you can do. And that was it. I was like hunched over. It was like, call me Quasimoto. You know, I was, mm. yeah, so I was on bed rest. And that was the main thing that when I finally surrendered to the fact that I deserved and I needed to let my body rest and heal, um, that meant don't sit up, don't try to sit up for extended periods of time and do anything. And it took me a minute to do that. So that was that. The other part of what all had happened that kept me from you guys on this show was, you know... I find myself saying that. I'm going to say that a couple of times during this episode. You know, I sat down when I finally was able to really, you know, lay out my show, get this together. I recorded several episodes for what was supposed to be this episode. And every time I was in the throes of editing, I would read something. And because of one of the subjects that I get into the, you know, the writer in me that believes, you know, in your journalistic integrity, whatever, would be like, now, you know, I have to update the episode because this, this just went some more layers here. And I can't act like I just, I couldn't. So there've been updates all the way up until today. And again, I was in the middle of editing. I thought I had it. It was done. Everything was, you know, on point. It was tight. And I messed around and read that Mark Zuckerberg, Mark and Nam, decided that he's going to call Facebook meta. I was done last year for the Halloween season. Uh, the Vibes, Moods, and Moves episode was all about I, how I could not thoroughly enjoy my Halloween viewing, my usual shenanigans, you know, trick or treat. You know, that little character Sam with his janky jack-o'-lantern and killer lollipop and, and Freddy and, and Jason and Michael Myers and Blackula and, and, oh God, Rhoda, the bad seed. Like, my whole situation of Halloween viewing was, I just, I couldn't get into it because what I thought was actually scarier and far more disconcerting was <laughs> the discussion that was an ongoing one for so many people about social media. And so I talked to you guys and I told you, this is what I find really like, you know, insert cackle and scream, you know, blood curdling scream here, scary, 
in the world, especially with everything we had going on last year, disinformation, the politics, the social unrest. Oh my God, it was like, we don't need shenaniganry with social media, this, this massive entity that now exists in all of our lives, whether you log in or you don't. Anyway, so that's what I talked to you guys about last year. I told you go watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I suggested you also watch uh, The Black Mirror on Netflix, the Black Mirror series, uh, specifically the Nosedive episode starring Bryce Dallas Howard. It speaks volumes to what's happening to us, all of us, you know, because you're either someone who... Um, has really gotten lost in how you engage or you're someone who's on the receiving end like myself and you're kind of like just your mind is blown when you look at how it's changed people you know what people feel completely okay with doing and saying to one another on these platforms like all of that and uh you know i i just, I just felt like nosedive just really nails it anyway i've gone so much longer with this but anyway so yeah with the news and the updates coming in all the way up until tonight when I was going to upload it with the current episode of Soundcheck, which I'll talk to you guys about a little bit more um, later. I just, you know, for the sake of everything that I'm about and everything that this show has been, I just felt like it would be a disservice to you guys and to the integrity of the show if I did not make sure to have it be as current on this issue as possible. Because, yeah, I was talking about how I can't believe that a year later in an October, that this month of all months has been, it's been jumping. The whole issue of uh, Facebook specifically and everything that is so wrong has been a major, major issue. And of course, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to be dry about it and fatalistic. You know, I'm an optimist, but I'm also pragmatic. I'm very realistic about things. And, you know, so yeah. I'm also going to pick up with some updates about a subject that I just was like so... I Y'all know, I went buck wild and fangirled completely out over LeVar Burton on the preamble, and rightfully so, when he was guest hosting Jeopardy. As we know now, no, he did not get the spot, but a whole lot of salaciousness came out on the show that was not good. And on the flip side, though, a lot of really dopeness, just goodness, has been jumping off with Mr. Burton. And I want to... I want to get into that because that whole situation right there to me speaks truth to power about what I believe. And it's that some things must happen in order for other things to happen. Sometimes the so-called brass ring that you're fixated on and have been for so long, whether it's because you innately thought it was your, you know, your your goal and your, your big end game or people around you view you in a certain light and they felt that was it and you don't get it, it's like, oh my God, I failed. That's the end of the story. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't you dare. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. And um, yeah, and I think his story across the board is just 
amazing, but when you look at everything that's gone on since the big Jeopardy sit, I'm like, I, I feel like there's so much inspiration and encouragement in that. I want to touch on that with you guys too, because it just made me super, super happy. And so um, now that I'm 12 minutes in, I, you know, for my regulars, y'all know what time it is. You know what time it is. I got to let you guys in on something. I have a, I, I, I use K-Cups now. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to have the machine that Keurig set up and also have my regular traditional coffee maker. But I got to tell you, I'm digging this K-Cup situation. I really am. It's like a, a absolutely perfect cup of coffee every time. And now that I'm holding my Disco Go cup, and I hope that, you know, you guys have your tasty beverage and a lovely light snack and a comfy seat and you're open hearted and open minded and ready to get into this chat. I've got my Disco Go cup. And as I'm looking at it right now and feeling the warmth of my my beverage, I'm wondering, should I have done like a pumpkin spicy something because it's autumn? Uh, but I didn't. <laughs> I have my usual French vanilla creamer in this joint. And I'm so ready. I'm so ready to get into this chat. So I lift my Disco Go cup to you all, the VM&M Global Collective and Fam. I thank you guys for your, your patience uh, and for just coming through for your girl. You, it means so much to me. It means the world to me. So as always, I lift my Disco Go cup to you. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. This is what's up. Yes, I feel the caffeine, I feel it, I feels it. All right, I do believe that I am ready for this chat and I hope you are too. Let's go. Vibes, moods, and moves, where we never stop asking the real questions and we never stop having the real conversations. Right. All right. So before I get all into it, really quick, fun fact, um, for those of us who are Halloween fanatics, love Halloween, I, last year, I was totally unamused by the fact that when I went looking for it, I could not find It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I couldn't find it. And I was wondering, where is it? And then, you know, hit this realization that it was on Apple TV Plus. Now, for all of us out here who have divorced from our uh, cable providers, uh, TV packages or movie packages, we, you know, we've got things like, uh, you know, Amazon uh, Fire TV and Roku and whatever else and all that jazz, right? And so, you know, like I know, subscriptions uh cost money unless they're free but a lot of the really you know fun stuff the premium stuff you got to pay for a subscription and that was part of the sell was you control what your package looks like as opposed to the, the cable companies bundling things up and then charging you these absurd amounts of money uh to still sit there and go there's nothing on tv so yeah we've all been there and so I did that years ago. It's a couple of years now, happy with it. But I didn't appreciate finding out that I missed it. It wasn't gonna be available. Well, this year, <laughs> it is. So anybody who, um, if you hear this in time, uh, this Halloween season, 
If you missed it and you were looking for it, or if you didn't notice, but you kind of could get down with watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, this year, check your public broadcasting stations listings. It's there. Yes, PBS. Y'all know I love me the PBS. I support PBS. I'm a lifelong viewer of PBS. Uh, yeah, leave it to PBS to be the ones to make it accessible for everybody. So whether it's you and your inner child that want to revisit good times, or you want to share it with your kids or your grandkids or your nieces and nephews, godchildren, the neighbor's kids, the cat, the dog, whoever watches TV in your home, um, go check your PBS uh, local listings to find it. The Peanuts, the crew, they're there. Snoopy and them. Yes. Oh, God, so many happy memories. Uh, yeah. You can go check that out. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. PBS. Get into it. All right. Another thing um, really quick I want to throw out there is I I can't stress this enough. I love Halloween. I don't know what it is. It's been this way since I was a child and it just is what it is. Now, for those of you who didn't get the memo and you're hearing this for the first time or you're just catching this the first time or you've heard it and you were like, I ain't going to listen. Listen, this is the moment. This is the moment. If you haven't gone by uh, the Vibes, Moods, and Moves, VM&M soundcheck channel or profile, whatever they call that over there on Mixcloud, this is the moment, okay? Your girl went, again, I have to use this word, buckwild nuts all in. She's carrying on for Halloween. I put makeup on and styled a whole shoot and everything, children, okay, to just do the cover art for episode eight, said the spider to the fly on Mixcloud for sound check. Are you sound? If you have not gone by and checked out my other show, I don't know whether to classify it as the sister show of Vibes, Moods, and Moves or its daughter. It's like a whole Chinatown thing. Mother, daughter, sister, daughter, mother. I, d I don't know. All I know is it's, it's a big old just joyful thing for me to play with music and the little light chat and get down like that over there and again because legally it's it's the place to do it for me so far you know I do have I do have some notes to share with any of you guys who are looking to do it do that over there um that's another show where I'm going to get into all of the stuff that those of us out here who do this stuff they may or may not tell you or things I had to learn the hard way I'm going to share it with you but that's not today. But yeah, if you haven't gone by uh, the Eminem Presents Sound Check, Are You Sound on Mixcloud, this is a great opportunity to do it. It's Halloween. I do some reading from uh, The Spider and the Fly by Mary Howitt. It's just good Halloween goodness. I get theatrical and just playful and whimsical, and it's fun. And so I hope you guys go and check it out. If you're Halloween fans, uh, you'll enjoy this episode. It's retro. There's a little bit of everything in it. And yeah, it's fun. So go check it out. Uh, to get the link, you can either go on my website and you can catch it in the streaming now section of my site, www.janaejordan.com. Or if you're on Instagram, you can go by the Vibes, Moods, and Moves IG at Vibes, Moods, Moves and grab the link right out of the bio. Um, but yeah, I'm really geeked about that because it's fun. And I really do think that in a world that can be so 
so crazy and so scary sometimes. We need to find every corner where fun is hiding from all of the nonsense and futnuckery like most of us would like to do, but we can't do because, you know, we have to do things. All right, so as I mentioned, last October for season one, episode eight, went up October 20th, 2020, and it was titled, Let's Chat, So Not the Usual Halloween Season. All right, that was the episode I did last year, and I really did. I went in about a lot of the social media stuff. Uh, For those of you who are new, I just basically, you know, clump all of the everything behind the scenes of your UI user interface uh, of social media, Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube, I count now as that, um, Instagram, all of it. I call it all the owls. And that's short for the algorithms. So I just call them the owls. Okay? And within that, I'm talking about the artificial intelligence. I'm talking about the lack of gatekeeping on the corporate side. Uh, when it comes to ethics and um, just good business and uh, customer service. I'm talking about uh, the triggers, the code, the way the stuff works, um, just the programming, just all of the nonsense, okay? All of that, I refer to it collectively in a nice little neat package as the ALS. And you might hear me say something like marking them. When I say marking them, I'm talking about Facebook. Okay, I know somewhere my very good friend, BB, Brenda Baker, uh, you can check her out also. She came through over on Soundcheck episode uh, number six, Drifting Back. We had a ridiculous time and tequila was involved. Um, but anyway, I know she's cackling someplace because she told me she does joke about how I talk about this on this show and how I've been talking about marking them. And so I know when I say that, she's laughing her off right now but uh seriously I do approach it a little tongue-in-cheek because you know what it is is all serious it's no secret that Mark and M he's had his sights set on the metaverse the metaverse for those of you who aren't clear on what that is it's simply put we're talking virtual reality we're talking you know immersive stuff this is like immersion any okay if you understand how that goes you understand why this is even scarier than what just happened with Frances Haugen stepping up and giving her testimony in Washington about how they were not pulling levers to keep things in check when it came to disinformation during, well, after election season, because, you know, it's kind of like, well, why stop that, you know, why stop that hate train of coins? The U.S. election is done. The president's been selected. Okay, so we can go back to letting people put this stuff out there. She blew that up amongst a couple of other things that we, some of us who really follow this stuff closely and have for a very long time, we're kind of like, okay, great. This is a great time to bring this stuff back up again. Just as a side note, I want you guys to take some time at some point and do some searches online for, you know, some of this information, Facebook algorithm issues, uh, what have you. You can type in all manner of, you know, search terms 
And you're gonna find that there are articles, there are interviews, hell, there are TED Talks from former Facebook executives and uh, you know brainy people from Silicon Valley who came out a long time ago and were saying all of this. And I remember very well because I was one of the people who was paying attention. That's why when I left Facebook back in 2013 with the following intact and everything, um, I, I, I didn't feel a way about doing it because I was really disturbed by a lot of what I had read, what I had researched, and it was leading to where we are now. So like I said, what she did is, is yeah, it's admirable. But I think that the, re- but she's not the first is my point. And you can go look this stuff up. What I think, the reason why I think the whistleblower, the Facebook whistleblower story caught fire the way it did is because of the timing. I know when I try to pull the coats of friends and family 10 years ago, when I was really starting to chirp about it, I published about it. Um... And I, I did. I talked about it all the time. And everybody was looking at me. They were like, you're paranoid. You're paranoid. You're paranoid. Oh, you read that wrong. Or It can't be. It's fun. And I was like, look, I'm telling you, you're being programmed like it's, it's Pavlovian. All right? And I personally am not okay with being treated like a dog being trained to respond to a dinner bell. I'm not cool with it. I'm not cool with knowing that for research purposes, when they feel like it, they stop the flow of your posts to your followers, your friends, to see what you're gonna do. And then they might open the floodgates for a whole other section of people the next day. And you might be in that group and then all of a sudden people are seeing things that you posted for the last two weeks. And then others aren't being seen because they want to see what you're going to do. That practice turned into a lot of what we see now that is out of control. The fact that, you know, this started then as just research and now it is the standard operating procedure for the algorithm, the way the way it's set and there's several of them, uh, that's scary. That's scary. Don't you think? I think it is because I've literally seen friendships, business relationships, family members, people go to war about people not seeing their posts, not clicking on their posts, not commenting on their posts. Yes, it happens on the other platforms, but I don't believe it happens on any other platform more than it happens on Facebook. And I personally do not use my Facebook as much as I could and probably should for business. When it comes to the personal, I've always said this. I came back to it a couple of years ago because I was coming back into the arena of making music and I needed to plug back into my network. Uh, And a lot of the people in my network, yes, they have email. Do they use it? No. Even when they should, they don't use it. They're on Facebook, as well as family and stuff like that and old personal friends and whatever. And I also felt like coming back to it, I understood how to set things up better to where I'd be comfortable. And that meant 
I'm not accepting a whole bunch of requests. I'm setting my security settings a certain kind of way. And my engagement is going to be a very particular type of engagement because I understood the animal, the beast, you know, and I wasn't going to feed it certain information for it to mess with me. And so that's how it went. But it still didn't stop me from witnessing or being privy to a lot of stuff that I just found disheartening and downright disturbing. And it had everything to do with the worst of human behavior stepping forth and taking over otherwise perfectly beautiful souls, reasonable people, because part of their brain had been rewired to be all like jacked all the way in and completely emotionally invested in their feed in that algorithm and they couldn't stop and that's frightening that is like addiction okay there there i think there's even new psychological terms like social media psychosis or whatever like it's real i also feel though but this is what i'm trying to get to i think the reason why with what francis hogan did people are paying more attention is because people are feeling it now. See, back when me and my friends were trying to tell people about it and say, just pull back a little bit or, you know, understand, no, nobody's trying to slight you. It's the way the system's working right now. You know, don't take this personal. Or if you do, please don't come at me and demand that I take it personal. Whatever. It's just, it's just, it's not real. This isn't, this isn't tangible for God's sakes, right? And when we were trying to say it, people were still, though, having too much fun. You know, everything's fun until somebody gets hurt. Well, a lot of people have been hurt. Literally hurt. It's gone offline. You know, we're not just talking flame wars and stuff that you used to see before that was a little cringeworthy. No, it's gotten serious.